0: and welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're podcast about board games in which we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is brought to you by the great people at gamesurplus.com. Hey there, this is episode four of Cardboard Conjecture. I'm your host, Norm. And I'm Ryan. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about The Lost Expedition and Arboretum. Bridge City board gamers are proud to identify the good, the bored, and the ugly as our cardboard cohorts. In this growing community, it's important to create relationships that help you learn grow and support one another. You can find their podcast on iTunes and their channel on YouTube where they produce and create new content every week. Welcome back. This is Cardboard Conjecture and today we're going to talk about Lost Expedition and Arboretum and we'll start off with uh, Arboretum and I'll hand it over to Ryan. So if you want to give us the nuts and bolts we can get this going. Sure. So
1: I'm gonna here talk about Arboretum. Um, came out about I think in 2015. The di- the designer is uh, Dan Kasser with artists Philip, Guren and Chris, Williams. I apologize if I butchered any names. And the publisher, of the version that we've got is the Z-Man Games edition. So a little bit about this game is that it's a card game. It's a kind of like a hand management. Card, tableau, building. It's a mind crunch. It's it's got a whole bunch of things going on that are really, really cool to make it a really neat little game. Um, So obviously the object of this game is to score the most points, and that's probably the most complicated (laughs) thing about this game. I'm going to try my best. So in Arboretum, you're always going to have a hand of seven cards, and these cards are going to be a whole bunch of different types of trees. We're Arborists? I, I what is, is it, it's, we'll sure. go with it, yeah, and we're going to be trying to build a little bit of a kind of like our a, the best a tree, tree park tree park, yeah, <laughs> building paths of these uh, of, of these different types of trees. So there's eight different trees in the game, in a two player game. I believe you only play with six of them, and yeah. So when you on your turn, when you have your seven cards, you are going to have first draw cards, and that's a unique thing too. Is when you draw cards in mm-hmm. the hand you can take from your di- your discard pile the top of the deck, or your opponent's discard pile, which is always kind of a really neat little thing to but build up your hand up to nine cards. Every time you draw from my pile, it feels like an invasion of privacy. Oh, yeah. You get a lot of good stuff in there sometimes. So, <laughs> of course, I'm going to take advantage of that. And so then now I've got a hand of nine cards. Now I'm going to place one onto the table. and in- Into they, your tableau or in- your arboretum. Yeah, yeah. yeah, into your arboretum, into your tableau. And if there's already cards there, it always has to be orthogonally adjacent. So left, right, up, down next to a different card. And then you have to discard a card so that you're back down to seven again. And that decision of what I'm going to discard, I'm going to touch on a little bit later, is a much, it's so hard to for try me, to decide what I'm going to discard to you. For Because you can draw it. Yeah, that's what makes the
0: game is, the, is that decision of what am I putting in and what am I putting away.
1: So over the course of a many, many rounds, this is going to go back and forth, back and forth or around the table, depending on how many players you have, the game will end when the deck of draw cards runs out. And at that stage, you're going to try to try to <laughs> score um, your, your, your tree park. And how that's done is let's just say one of the trees is oak trees. And I've got some oak trees in my tree park and you've got some oak trees in your tree park. Well, possibly only one of us is going to be able to score our, 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 for our oaks. Um, what's left in your hand is a resource. And so you have to say, if I want to score my oak trees, I have to have oak tree cards left in my hand. And so if I have oak trees left card in my, in my hand and they tally up to, let's say they total up to five. Um, there's a two and a three there, they total up to five. But if you've got the six in your hand, you now have the right to score your oak trees. And the oak trees have to score like with a beginning oak and an ending oak. Yeah, I'm going to get to that part. Okay. So so you get, you, you get the right to score the oak trees. And if there's a tie, we both get to score our oak trees. Now, how the scoring is, um, hopefully on your path, you have, you have a beginning oak tree. I like how you say hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> you have a beginning oak tree and an ending oak tree. And... You have to be able to draw an orthogonal path from the lowest valued oak tree to the highest, or as high as you can possibly go, yeah. and the path has to be in increasing order. So, like a two, three, five, six, seven would be a an, an okay path. Now, you get one point for every card in that path from one oak tree to another oak tree. If the path is consists of all oak trees which is what I always try to do, Yeah, um, you score double points. So every card in that path is well, worth two points. And it's very hard to do that too. Oh, yeah. And if your path begins with the number one, um, you score one additional point. And if your path ends with the number eight, you score two additional points. Now, sometime, most of the time, the one and the eight might not even be on the table because there's a neat little thing with the hand management where if you're holding back those cards, if you're holding back the eight saying, ha, 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 I'm going to score for, for my oak trees and I've got the eight. Well, if Norm has the number one in his hand, that cancels out my number eight. And then my one becomes the most valued card. Yeah, in the, the, that eight, comparison. The, eight, the eight essentially becomes a zero if the opponent has the number one in their hand. Did I do an okay job? Absolutely. Okay. Because right now I'm having recall going. Yeah, I made that mistake, and yeah, I made that mistake. And I that that's the toughest part about this game is trying to explain to somebody how do you score points. Well, there's
0: those two things. You've got your your tableau that you have to think about, and then you have to have the cards in your hand that support your arboretum and block any scoring potential that you have. And so I'm holding cards for mine, and I'm trying to hold cards. Or or species oh. of trees that will take away points from yours. So oh yeah, it's, it's, about, it's about that halfway mind crack.
1: About the halfway point of the game, you're holding these seven cards, or you have nine cards in your hand. You're like, okay, I think I know what I want to play, but I have no idea what I'm going to discard because that whole thing that you can take from my discard pile, it it opens up the whole world of possibilities. And you're like, okay, but I got to make sure that I hold on to this so that Norm can't score his. I can see he's got a big old path of maple trees and i don't want him to score the maple trees there's so much like the idea of
0: what am i predicting is in your hand compared to my hand compared to what's in the you know to be drawn deck yeah and and the idea of what went away in the discard pile
1: oh i know and (laughs) trying to remember what was actually played that that came up on our very last game that we just played and i'm holding some cards i'm like I can't remember if this was discarded or if it's still in his hand or if it's still yet to be drawn and it's bugging me and yeah it's a really really nifty little uh, mind crunch oh, right. for well, for such a simple card game it's just a deck of 80 cards that's all it is and um the cognitive puzzle is is so compelling though that's that's what that's what just burns my brain with this game yeah so one of my one of my main things is that we we've played this game now a few times. Uh, I have we've only played it two player too though. We yeah. haven't played it at the three or four player game. I well, can't imagine four player would just be
0: brutal. <laughs> it would be a knife fight <laughs> in it a would phone be, booth. It would be analysis paralysis with um, a lot of threatening suggestions to hurry up.
1: Oh yeah, because the, the game says it only supposed to play in like. 20 minutes yeah <laughs> like, with a computer maybe <laughs> <laughs> we've yet to do that one but that's because we're sitting there and we're looking at these cards and i'm like i don't know what to play right now
0: well and i try not to overthink it but then like you said what am i going to discard that you don't find valuable yeah that's, that drives me nuts let's go through the opinions of it all right box art um, box art let's go
1: from the outside and work in towards the game sure the box art is a very simple little box um like your typical small card game it's got a very nice um elaborate design um tree in the middle and lots of average this is that little box series that z-man games put out it had a whole had a whole bunch of things like in this art like um there was a black spy was in this series uh, parade was in this series as well and arboretum I'm, and is fairy tale
0: or something like that.
1: I think fairy tale fits into this card, yeah. but not not the same box art. Oh, okay. Oh, I, oh, as far as the style goes, yeah. And that that art style of the
0: trees carries over onto the cards, which the card art is great. I well, love it. The, yeah, they they did a really
1: bang up job with this.
0: It reminds me of what you'd find in like a uh, botanical textbook or something. Just the way that it's very. F- very finely drawn mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. um it's got these washed out colors so i i was uh, that really appealed to me is is the art aspect of it and the numbers don't you know don't think i'm old but the numbers are nice and big and you can see them and there's no you know
1: and they they just portrayed to the OCD in me that my trees have to be upright when I'm playing. Oh, them that was into my driving tablo- you nuts! My ta- I had my tableau. My trees were upright, upside down.
0: Just anyway, just as long as I could see the numbers, and I'd look over at Ryan's, and his were like perfect, OCD perfect. And I mean, if one was crooked by a degree, he would correct it a little bit. Yeah. So so yeah, the, the box art. Excellent.
1: The card art, excellent. I agree. The rule book is very well written, very easy to follow. The only rule that we couldn't find in it was, can you actually look into the discard pile? But we unanimously said that you can't. Yeah, we, we, that we style checked style in. Of game.
0: And the one person's comments made sense to me. If it's a pile, it's t- you can only see the top of the pile. You can't dig through the pile. Right. If it was to say, splay the cards then to me then yeah, you have the ability to
1: see what's underneath the top card. But all yeah. is done. Yeah, me. and I go by the fact that if it doesn't explicitly state in the rule book that you can or cannot do it, then I just assume that you can't yeah. you can't do it. Well dude. just
0: like that suggestion that I said about uh, like on a memory game, people will take a piece of paper out and write down stuff. And my opinion is if you were meant to write down stuff, then the game would have given you the components to write down stuff. So mm-hmm. If it's not there, then you can't house rule it. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So overall, my conjecture is I traded Norm for this game (laughs) because I needed to have it. (laughs) Well, for one, there was your completionist um, uh, theory. have I have almost all of these small box. I'm only missing a couple now of these small box Z-Man card games and... They all hit the table quite regularly too, so. Which is probably, you know, the purpose of that small box series
0: is to just get it on the table and get playing right away.
1: Yes, yes.
0: So what do you think of this whole
1: game system about the tableau and the paths and the, the chronological they all, order? They, they all integrate very smoothly and seamlessly. Um, yeah, so going from the point of I have a hand of cards, I have to play one and discard one. That's a tough decision and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, wait, now I got to actually make my path and now, okay, I got a two here. And now where do I put my three so that, oh, wait, I have a, do I, do I wait for the four to come out or do I just skip up to the six and, and then I have to hold onto cards to make sure that I can actually score the path or maybe I hold onto the cards so that Norm can not score his paths. And there's a whole bunch of things. I think what my comment was, I felt like a high school student, We're when and learning the quadratic formula, and I had no idea what was going on. (laughs) Yeah, at at, at times you're doing like this high level calculus thinking in your mind, and (laughs) I'm starting to
0: have a rule that, like, this game is as far as its instructions go, straightforward. You pick up two cards, you play one to your tableau, and you discard one. Anytime that I find a game that has a very simple, straightforward structure like that. It's a very heavy mind puzzle game because the first thing I'm thinking of it can, of, be. It can it, be a very yeah. heavy. The first thing I'm thinking of is Lahav. You oh. have two choices: you either pick from the docks or you
1: pick a building, and that's the only thing you do. But that is the deepest game. But the Game provides you so much other oh. stuff that you have to be thinking about, and and that's
0: the same thing with this: is that yeah, you pick up two cards, play one to your tableau, play one to your discard. But the choices
1: are so difficult. Yeah, so many things you have to be thinking about. Where am I going to put it? What am I going to hold on to? A bunch of different things. Like and it's, I mean, the game is like one mechanism. It's card play. Well, no, there's, there, there, no, there's multiple mechanisms in here. It's not just card play. There you go. It's, it's card management. It's card. It's tableau I was building. i to draw that one out of oh. you. <laughs> You're a very good teacher. Sir. Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Um, so, Kay. what's your
1: what's your thoughts?
0: Well. I've, I've yet to figure out a strategy. I thought I had a strategy going into last game, which was don't try to build every species. But I mean, as far as like, oh, I want to try to build an oak tree path, like, you know, six cards. To me, I'm thinking like the minimum is two cards, right? Yes. So I was thinking I'm going to try and get as many three card and four card paths going on so that I can at least get a little bit of everything. But then it comes back to that idea of I have to have a card representing that species path in order to score it, and it has to be more than yours as far as like the the, the you know the total point value. Yeah. Um, yeah, that I, was so hard.
1: Yeah. In in our games, I found in a two-player game at least with the number of times that we played it, you need in order to have a chance at winning, you need to score at least two. Paths. yeah you have to score at least two paths,
0: and I was always thinking that, oh yeah, the point scores are going to be way up there like in the twenties, and we've had games where it was in like you know five 11, to seven and I mean, 11, the last, eleven to nine yeah it was there was not even that huge score pointage that you'd think would be happening, but boy these these points are difficult to
1: come by, oh well, yeah, especially if you if you're just holding onto to the cards just so that I can't score a path. Well, there, there, there's a number of times there's multiple tree species that are not even going to get scored. What's your opinion about the allure to the game? If they didn't have that
0: that mechanism of hanging on to cards of the similar species to
1: score, would this game be just as alluring to you if it was just building this tableau? No. that no, it, it's, it's, the, it's the interaction of what does he have and what is how am I going to make sure that I can score but he can't. Type of thing. You no, know, if, do if, I if keep? this is just a simple, just, I'm just gonna put a card down on the table and I'm gonna discard things and I'm gonna try to build a big event. About- no, the, that would be a one and done for me. It'd be like, oh, this is this that, is cute. It would be, it oh, would be. Oh, that's exactly what it'd been. It'd have be resulted to like a, a a kids game where you can learn how to count points. Yeah, but is that whole hand management thing? That's what really makes this game rich. That's the one that I think the reason why I
0: passed it on to you is because it. Frustrated me to the point where, ah, oh, I'm not having fun. Let's play that game again. Ah, <laughs> oh, this game drives me nuts. Okay, one more time. One, one, one more time.
1: Oh yeah, it's and it's supposed to play quick. It's supposed to play quick. <laughs> <laughs> Analysis paralysis. If, if, you, if you are the kind of person that will sit there and think about and think about and think about and think about, yeah, it's going to take a little while. But
0: well, the last point in opinions is: does it all connect? Oh yeah.
1: I'm just gonna leave it at that. Yeah, <laughs> it,
0: it, it, it it they integrated, they designed it very well. Yeah, it's smooth. Like from the point of how easy, like pick up two cards, play one card to your tableau, play one card to the discard pile. Everything to me, um, I mean, and thematically too, it's an arboretum. It's trees, but it's it's that it's that playing against your opponent part, which which I which starts yeah. to appeal to me because now. Uh, it comes down to how much do you know of the opponent and how does the opponent's mind work and how often in the past have they stabbed other players in the back? And No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm alluding
1: to Ryan's TI4 experience. I'm never, I'm never going to get another Alliance in any other game <laughs> ever again.
0: All right. Conclusions, Ryan.
1: Well, you know, my conclusion, this is a great game. It's going on the shelf with all my other small box Z-Man games it's going to come out very well. I'm going to introduce this one to my wife, Jen, and she's going to... i am I'm got, I got a good prediction that she's going to enjoy this one. She likes the... Uh, the. She likes the abstract, um, puzzle-y type of games, and so I think this one will fit right into her wheelhouse. And this one definitely isn't your solitaire
0: type thing where you're just working on your tableau because there's that, there's that part where you have to yeah, you have keep to cards that your opponent is trying to uh, make a path with, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I liked, I liked your conclusion before about the, about the quadratic formula. <laughs> this game is like a quadratic formula. It, it,
1: it, it doesn't make sense right now, and it's confusing as heck. When am I ever going to use this math? But it all comes together in the end. Awesome.
0: So, uh, I agree. This, this definitely is a game, and again, I can't say, oh, yeah, it's going to stay on my shelf, because it didn't stay on my shelf, it stayed on your shelf, but as we always say, it's still in the community. It's still in the community. All right, well, moving on, I'm going to present... You're um, going to go on the opposite end of the two-player uh, spectrum. <laughs> exactly. Um, a little gem um, that uh, I have to thank Carmen for at gamesurplus.com. Um, called The Lost Expedition and this game was designed by Pierre Sylvester illustrated by Garen Ewing and this is published by Osprey Games. Now let's do the nuts and bolts. I'm just going to give you the overview. So in The Lost Expedition you'll be leading a team of three explorers to follow the path of Percy Fawcett on the road to El Dorado. To win the game simply get to the Lost City with one of those explorers still alive which is very difficult. Oh, (laughs) You'll have to make the best use of your expertise and resources to survive as you head deeper into the jungle. Resources are represented by tokens. Expertise is represented by the symbols on the cards. There are three types of each. You have food, ammunition, health, and in the expertise, you have jungle, navigation, and camping. Each explorer is a specialist in one one area of expertise as represented by the symbols on their cards, The explorers are otherwise identical. If an explorer loses their last health token, they die. Which will happen lots. (laughs) Whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. They are removed from the game and cannot return. If all three explorers die, the players immediately lose. So, I think that... I mean, it's, it's your card play mechanism. It reminded me... Um, of uh, a solo game by um, Friedman called Friday, where you basically oh, yeah. you're pulling cards, you're playing cards, you're evaluating their resources. Um, you're making tough decisions. Um, How do you win this game? Well, basically there's a set of cards called the journey cards um, that go one to nine and you can vary this. It can be seven cards if you want an easier game, but basically you have a meeple that starts at card one and through the actions on the cards that you play in in your morning and evening journey, the meeple either advances or you collect resources or you take damage to your characters or you um, simply um, have your characters die. So that is pretty much the premise. You, um, you have these journey cards. You have a deck of cards that have, I guess, events on them and resources on them. Some are good, some are bad. Each player has six cards, and as it starts, you have a morning sequence where um, I'll play two cards, and on the cards, there's a... Um, a numerical value that comes into effect for the morning, but not in the evening. So, as you play, uh, if I was to play, uh, if I was to start, I'd play my two cards. I'd put them in a chronological order. Then Ryan would play two cards. He'd put them in a chronological order. Then I'd put one card down, put it in its order. Ryan would put a card down, put it in its order. Then we take our um, our meeple representing the morning journey and go on each card and evaluate it. Um, some cards like i said are positive some cards are negative will give you resources take away resources um, move you down the path Um, a lot of interesting decisions to make in regards to um, how this card will affect the next card or will negate the next card Um,
1: yeah there's a lot more negative than positive
0: oh yeah it's 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 or, or
1: there, there's a positive effect but at
0: uh, what cost oh at a huge cost yeah so it's um for me let's just go into the opinions um uh as we said outside in let's start with the box the box art to me right away struck a nostalgic point because i grew up um from a french background so i grew up reading um Tintin or for the English people Tintin Tintin um and uh so this this art was very very similar Um, I'd have to do some research to see if there's a a influential connection um with the uh, with the Tintin artist or Tintin um but yeah that's the to me uh, it's got this it's got this 1950s era kind of art style to it um appealed to me right away drew my eye instantly um, the cards are very reflective of that same art style. Um, nice big titles, uh, bold colors. The, nothing as far as the contrasting goes. Um, it's really easy to see what the symbols are. There's no... Yeah, very clear. Yeah, there's no
1: confusion, visual confusion at all. So I, I, I like that a lot. This kind of reminded me kind of the, 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 art, the art style. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's the same art as in it, but it kind of reminded me of the grizzled yeah. Kind of remind me of that kind of.
0: Yeah, that, that kind of antique. Actually, the, game,
1: the gameplay kind of a little bit itself too kind of reflects the Grizzled as well, but. Well, because it's cooper- a completely different game. Yeah, I think I failed to say that this is a cooperative
0: game. So yeah, like the Grizzled, it's cooperative. You can't communicate what's in your hands. Same situation with this one where I can't say, oh, put that one down because I have this one. It's, it's more reacting to the action that you're, or the card play action that is presented in front of you. Um, the rule book, easy, absolutely straightforward, easy. Um, the the layout was, um, I would say, smooth. Like it was, it, it was a very logical order. Good examples. Um, the game system, I, we kind of touched the game system, uh, how in a description of how to play it. But it was, it's actually a very,
1: e- uh, a nice, uh, elegant, yes, smooth and smooth. Because we sat down. You said, "Hey, let's play Lost Expedition." I said, "I have no idea what this game is about," and you it's five full, minutes, you, five minutes maybe less. Because, yeah, and then you, I'm like, "Oh, okay, I got this." And then we went.
0: Yeah, and and I think for for gamers, just the their all-round familiarity with game systems that once you started, all of a sudden you you get this kind of oh, it's like this game. Yep. After round number one, I
1: had it dialed in.
0: Yeah. Um, I'll describe, given this part about like the, the game system and style, the second half of the day is, uh, the evening. And in the evening, the only difference is we still, I still play two, you play two, I play one and you play one to have six cards. But in the evening part, if you don't respect the card chronology, you basically put them as you put them down, that's the sequence that the evening's going to happen. Right, there's no rearranging in from no. lowest to highest yeah. numerical value. And, um, well, and thematically too, I'm kind of putting that to in the daytime, you can see where you're going in the nighttime, you can't see where you're going. So you're just putting the cards down because that's, that's the order they come out of your hand. So again, I always try to see, you know, the, the reasoning from a theme point of view as to how the mechanism works. Mm -hmm. Um, and speaking of mechanisms, what do you think?
1: Just a simple, got my cards, just going to play them down, try to. Try to puzzle, management, yeah, yeah try to puzzle it out of when the best what's the best sequence for us to put these cards after you've put down your two cards and I need to put down my two. I'm like, well, somebody's gonna be taking a lot of damage this turn I'm gonna try but I don't have any cards that will heal us so I'm like, well what's, gonna, what's the lesser of two evils right now and I'm gonna put that one down And it
0: just occurred to me that because uh, Ryan's a math teacher that, that this is very much a math formula. You're you're creating this math formula, hoping that nobody dies. Kind of,
1: kind of like that, and evaluating it as an order of operations. Like this is going to get evaluated, then this, then this. So if I can kind of have some information ahead of time, and I can hopefully try to either negate it, or skip over it, or um, plan, prepare for it.
0: And you can see, like later in the day, we're going to need bullets. So earlier in the day, we're going to need to find out how we can get bullets, so that. The end of the day isn't going to be, you know, devastation. Right. Or at
1: the end of the day, the, 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 the character with the camping symbol on it, he's going to be taking two hits. So yeah. is there any way that we can gain some health for that person beforehand?
0: There's a few times where we, where we had our six cards laid out. And as we're going to start, we both looked at each other and went, oh, well, this person's not going to make it. <laughs> um, it's a case so strategy. Um, I. This is I like you said like the grizzled because you can't communicate to each other. You just have to hope that okay the cards that I have. Hopefully, there's a balance with the cards that you have, and as they come down, it's sort of like
1: we'll fix it in the mix. Yeah, because there is a symbol there where. Um, if you come across it, you're allowed to um, swap the positions of two cards side by side. Yeah, and we use that to our advantage multiple times. We're like, well, if we actually switch these two cards, then nothing bad's actually going to happen to us.
0: Yeah, on the three cards, there's a, there's sort of a rule that a a yellow color means you have to do this um, action. Red, red color is you have to choose one of the options. Yeah, so basically, you know pick your poison as i re- like to refer yeah, none to it. of the red ones are ever really no any good and then the blue ones are you if, may do yeah, it. yeah if you're willing to sacrifice something you get a benefit mm-hmm. and you may do this so um at least there's some kind of path that you can take within the card as it connects to the context of the other cards um does this all connect
1: absolutely oh um like they're the the events on the cards like the cards represent sort of events on your yeah. pathway so like if you encu- if you encounter a poisonous spider you're thinking, well of course all the option there is somebody's taking a hit oh
0: yeah somebody's either getting really sick or someone's dying or you have to swim across a pond of piranhas <laughs> that yeah. that one's horrible i like i like that one where it says sacrifice two food To, you know, to move in one space and, and, you know, you think, okay, we're just going to throw a couple stakes in the water so that the piranha (laughs) go attack the stakes so we can, you know, wade through this little swamp. Um, Yeah, the thematic connection with the with the
1: The actions that you get to do with whatever the card says is happening at the time. It's really
0: cool. It doesn't take much of a leap to to be convinced of the, you know, the title of the card or the theme of the card and the actions that are happening. Mm -hmm. So I love that connection. My conclusion for this one, um, y- I, yeah, because th- it has a solo mode, so I'm sold right there. It has a solo mode, it has a cooperative mode, and it has a head-to-head mode. So I like the variability of this. I like the fact that there's a big deck of cards, so your game is going to be varied pretty much every time you play. I could see myself playing this over and over and over in solo mode, at least trying to get one. W- I still haven't won this game. Which no, I yeah. like, and, and,
1: and the, the few places that I've had with you as well, we haven't. Yeah, we haven't. Well, Not even close to getting halfway. Well, our, our, our first one, we kind of got about three quarters of the way down the path,
0: and then literally. realized, okay, this game's going to be hard.
1: Yeah, and we're like, how do you, I'm like, we still got three more cards to go. How how how?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I thoroughly enjoy this game, but I'm going to give you a warning: if you play cooperative games and you like to win all the time. This game will challenge you all the way to the fact that you may
1: not win in twenty games. Oh yeah, that that that's a good sign of a a good cooperative type of game. You shouldn't have you shouldn't be able to win every single time.
0: Yeah, I like a coop game that sits on the shelf and taunts you. You've not mm-hmm. won yet. Put me to the table. Try again. So yeah, um, I, the, as far as like. Doing a comparison we 've pretty much hit hit that like the grizzled, yeah it 's very similar to the grizzled, has I'm, its
1: own flair. in, in my mind i 'm trying to think of which one I would prefer, and at this time i don 't think I can prefer one or the other. They both operate in a very similar system, but both play quite a bit different that I, but i don 't know if it, if there 's room on somebody 's shelf for both of them. There's always room on the shelf for both. Well, these are small games. If you, you keep building, them. if you keep building more shelves, yeah. of course there's room. Just go to Home Depot. There's got to be shelves on if sale. If I put if I put them side by side right now, I don't know which one I would because I really enjoy the Grizzled. I really enjoyed these plays. So is this one where it's like, hey, um, I played Lost Expedition last time. I'll play Grizzled this time. Hey, I played Grizzled last time. I'm going to play Lost Expedition this time. I don't know if I can make a decision of. not not one's better than the other.
0: Yeah, they similar feels as you said as far as mechanisms go. They're very similar. Um, th- the themes are completely different. Yeah,
1: this one um, offers. The you, you, I think this one same. offers you the lost expedition offers you a few more choices. Yeah. In 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 what to do in that the the, the planning process of your of of your movements. Um, Comes out a little bit better in the Lost Expedition.
0: The, what's a good sign for me as far as the conclusion goes is as soon as we're done this podcast, uh, uh, the game's sitting right there, and I'm thinking we can we can squeak in a game. Yeah, we still got about 20 Ten, minutes until class. We got about 20 minutes, yeah, till class starts. So, um, that, yeah, so for me, both games, um, a very positive uh, conclusion. Um, I really really like Arboretum and I really like the Lost Expedition. Of the two, if you forced me to say pick one to play, I would probably go with Lost Expedition. Oh, I went opposite. I'd yeah. play Arboretum. Well, and that's probably, I mean, the way our, our minds are. You got that math brain. I've got this narrative kind of mind. So um, yeah, but to not to deny
1: Arboretum and... Um, oh no, Both both these games were... They're 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 good games and really and really worth checking out. I'm happy I was able
0: to play them and that I'll be continuing to play them. So that's a good sign for me. On a
1: small note, Lost Expedi- Lost Expedition is a kind of a newer title, a little bit easier to come by yes. in game stores. <laughs> oh yeah, Arboretum is not, and this is kind of a little itch I have. It's a great game. There's been talks about having a reprint for a long time. Z-man games if you're listening people want a reprint of this game we don't want to spend 70 80 dollars on the black market for this game well let's wrap that's a good that's a
0: good segue to wrap this up a plead a plead to the publisher to put it back out there So well thanks uh, for listening to cardboard conjecture I'm your host Norm and I am Ryan and we'll catch you later. Bridge City Board Gamers and you can find us on YouTube follow us on Twitter at BC Board Gamers our Facebook page is Saskatoon Tabletop Games Community and on BGG Board Game Geek Guild number 3039